Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bella, let me tell you. Hey. No, because it's the primaries. So what? You still vote? I'm an independent. Oh. Whatever. Whatever you people. Make up your mind. Why should I? Listen, if people can be gender fluid now, I most certainly can be politically fluid. You know, you do have a good point. <laughs> you do have a good point. We're live, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Oh, yeah, we're episode 30. 30, los 30. Wow, 30. That's pretty. Dude, that's impressive. That's triple X. That's like, wait, what? Triple X. It's not that kind of podcast. No, I'm thinking Roman numerals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah those things. So, yeah. everybody, welcome, welcome to episode 30. 30 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes. We have made it. That's and when so I mean crazy. me, I mean we, I mean me and Ish and you guys. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we have made it through 30 episodes. And especially if you're still listening after the first three Thank you. Well, no, if you, yeah, because <laughs> those first three were um, interesting. So, um, welcome, everyone. Yes. And before we get started with any of our programming, we, wanna, um, we have want to have a brief recap of Croqueta Palooza, which we attended this past Saturday. It was so yummy and fun and wonderful. And we loved meeting all of you who were there and came up to us and said hi and, and just got to know everybody, which is weird that we had people yeah, come up to us. Yeah, we felt like quite the influencers, didn't we? It was yeah, it was weird. Yeah, people coming up to us and being like, oh my God, we love your podcast. Yeah, I'm like, like, you do? You, thank you. Thank you. But like, <laughs> we're still in that stage that we want to hug everybody yes, that exactly. like, is a listener. Like, and, thank you. you know, thank you for listening. I always hear like when people first uh, become like singers or whatever and they first have that initial fan base, you know, they're like, oh my God, we want to hug everybody, you know, that comes to a signing or. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I was going to say a CD signing. Um, but you know that what? doesn't happen a singer, anymore. I'm going to have a CD signing. Huh? I'm going to have a CD signing. <laughs> now you could just sign your like your phone cover or your 
Actually, I was going to say iPod, but no, that dates me also. Not even, not even. <laughs> the air. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but anyway, back to Croquetapalooza. It was a great it's event. So and again, fun. we've said it over and over again. We can't thank Burger, Burger Beast, Beast enough for inviting us. We were the referees in the Croqueta Eating Challenge. You made us feel, um, you know, like kings of uh, Croquetapalooza. We we had yeah. a great time. So, and, and for those of you um, who are local... If you have not gone to this event, again, I can't stress enough and you know, how much you need to go to I, I'm next gonna, year's I'm event. I'm going to piggyback on that. Don't wait till next year. There's an event coming in November called Love Me Tenders. It's yes. all based around chicken tenders. And yes. if the way Croqueta Palooza was executed is any indication this is going to be the first year of Love Me Tenders, you are going to love it. Burger Beast can yeah. sure put on a hell of an event because yep. there was... You know, not only is there a ton of food for you to eat as much as you can, there was also flan. There was also a flan competition. Um, Mojo Donuts was there. And there was a... And local craft beer. Wasn't that crappy Bud Light shit? There was also a band. So it's a great... And and again, you could drink as much as you want. It's a great way to spend an evening for not a lot of money. So So thanks um, again. and, And for those of you who were there... Hope you had as good a time as we did. Yeah, we had a blast, and we we can't wait till the next Burger Beast event. Yes, so um, I kind of want shifting wanna, gears. I want to kind of start today because I think that if we're um, do recording on uh, you know for episode thirty, we kind of can't make this recording without mentioning the passing of John McCain. Oh, okay. So I mean, obviously that was a, a huge blow. I mean, mm-hmm. it was one of those things that it was. Somewhat expected. He had neoglastoma, right. and he had a very which is a very severe form of brain cancer. Br- br- yes, and he had a very advanced. Um, I've made no secret that I'm a big fan of The View, and his daughter Megan Correct. McCain is on the show, so she she very regularly talked about it. And kind of what I wanted to touch base about uh, on him was, uh, you know, he like any politician, mm-hmm. he had. You know, there were certainly things of him that you admired, politically speaking, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of things of him that you maybe don't agree with. I mean, I certainly didn't subscribe to a lot of things that he did. I mean, he... But that's he, human nature. He, until not too long ago, uh, wasn't really for um, same-sex marriage. He, he preferred civil unions. Okay. Which, in and of itself, is progressive for someone at his age. Well, not so much it's, his age, but, but I mean, what, the, the point I'm trying to make was that... You don't have to subscribe to somebody's complete political ideology to or general ideology to be able to acknowledge that they are. In his case, he was a hell of a politician and mm-hmm. stood for what was he thought was right, uh, versus just somebody who's in the game for personal gain mm-hmm. and for power. Like when I ran for school treasurer, <laughs> and and you know he. He left this personal statement, and I kind of want to read a part of it because... Was this like his final... Yes. And there, it's no secret that him and the president did not get along. Mm-hmm. Um, if I should remind listeners, Donald Trump did state in an interview, uh, and it is on the record, that he did not think that John McCain was a hero because heroes don't get caught. Which now, is crap because Batman gets caught all the time. Now, mind you, mind you... Do you know a little bit about John McCain's legacy when he was as he a, was a prisoner a, of war? As a POW? Yes. I know a little bit, probably about as much as most people do, which is that he was captured, he was tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe 
did he try to escape and he got recaptured? He, no. So what happened was the McCain family, his father was like a general and so was his grandfather. So, so he comes from military. He does background. come from military mm-hmm. family. When they captured him, mm-hmm. they they proposed the release of him mm-hmm. because, again, the legacy of his family. Right. And when they offered him to be As released, mm-hmm. he denied being released because his whole troop was not going to be released. So he stayed for five and a half years and he was tortured and he never broke. And he could have. He could have very easily walked out on that Mm -hmm. and he didn't. And I mean, if if that doesn't show the character of someone... I mean, if that doesn't show the character of someone, nothing does. So, you know, and here's the president saying, oh, he's not a hero. But anyway... Well, um, that's because he doesn't... Have. He left this statement, and I think it's very telling. And I really suggest people to go out and read it, because it's it's beautifully written. Mm-hmm. But there's a paragraph in there which I thought was kind of a middle finger to the administration. So he says, We weaken our greatness when we confuse our patriotism with tribal rivalries that we, sw- that we soon resentment and hatred and violence in all corners of the globe. We weaken it when we hide behind walls rather than tear them down. When we doubt the power of our ideals rather than to be great force of change that they have always been. So I thought that that was a big middle finger to the president and he had the last word. So you know what? Good for you, John McCain. Well, can I just say, I kind of piggyback on what you've been saying. I've... John McCain, despite the fact that he unleashed Sarah Palin like the Kraken, <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think he's somebody who who has a very respectable, very commendable background in service. And I think that's something that we forget about nowadays when we see these as they're very frequently called career politicians, mm-hmm. which is, I'm just going to go to school to graduate to become a senator, governor. You know, like, that's the goal. I feel very strongly, and I've actually said this a couple of times in the past several elections, I feel that we have lost something by most politicians nowadays not having served in the military as they used to. Mm-hmm. We always had a history, going back as far as George Washington, right. of... That's a good observation. Of I, our leaders I... being, to some degree... Because you feel that somebody who's served has a different perspective absolutely okay somebody who served that's uh, that's a good point you know they to begin with are already on some level more selfless and are thinking about the bigger picture whether it be about country or about service or about people and i think once we have begin begun more and more to lose that because i mean i'm sure there are politicians out there who have served i'm not gonna because i don't know every politician's record but i think once we lose that now these aren't people who are in it to really give back to their country. Well, it's interesting that you say that, and I agree with that. I once heard someone say, this wasn't any official um, you know, um, statement or anything, but I heard somebody say one time that one of the problems with Washington in the past couple of decades is that it's filled with politicians who were lawyers and yeah. not politicians who were, you know, yeah. 
servicemen or women. And, you know, I may know a thing or two about uh-huh. that career. And I, I'm the first one to admit that, yeah, yeah. that may be true. Because, I, yeah, I agree 100%. I think that being, um, having had service, I mean, I don't think it's a, it should be a requisite no, to, no, but to being a politician. But I do think it gives you a different perspective. I mean, I agree with I what you I mean, you're we saying. can expand the scope of what service is, right? I mean, you don't necessarily well, have to but, have served, but, but specifically but who's given back. So, and, specifically... Military service. Military. That gives you because a hell of a even, I think that even if you were in the Marines and in, in, mm-hmm. in whatever branch National of the military, Guard, whatever, and you I were mean, never called out to war, just the training and what you go through to be in that well, just company be, is... Just because you weren't called out to war doesn't mean you weren't deployed to other countries. Right, exactly. And you didn't see things. Ex- so, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but even the training, I mean, just the, the training alone. The discipline. That these people go through gives you a, a completely different perspective. All this bullshit that people start arguing on Capitol Hill. So, yeah. I mean, but I think that to further go with him, with John McCain, I'm sure you've seen the video of... Um, the, when Obama was running for oh, president, oh, that she said he's an Arab. Yeah, when he they were in a town hall he, meeting, he was like, "No, ma'am." There's this woman Very... who, who was like, "Oh, I don't trust Obama because he's an Arab," and he said, "No, ma'am. He's an honest, decent man who's running for president, and who I, I happen with. to have disagree with." It's like that was in 2008. Man, how we have fallen you know in 10 years, just 10 years, yeah. which is not that not long. How. It's incredible. It's leaps and bounds where we are now, yeah. at least politically, in terms of relations. Discourse. And discourse. Well, lack of lack thereof. Lack of thereof, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I think that he's somebody who is very respected because of that. Because, he, you know, whether you agree with him politically or not. But what's going to bother you after you've been in a POW camp for five years? Well, because I think that... No, realistically speaking, that puts a shit ton of perspective. Right. It, it go, it, again, it goes with perspective. Yeah. I mean, he never... Politically speaking, he was always up for a fight, but there's a way that things are done. You know, there's you get, a, what is things it? You are get done. More flies with honey than vinegar. There's a way that things are done in a respectful manner and in a proper manner, and you know, being dignified and having class. Because at the end of the way, class is something that goes a long way. So, you know, he, he's being mourned by everybody mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the aisle. Rightfully um, so. You know, there's a whole issue now with the White House. The White House uh, uh, first... The half mask. Thing, yeah, right? they first did, but then they raised it. And then they put it down again because veterans groups. And again, that just tells you... Um, that goes into the psychology of the person running that. And it's just... But it's really sad that even in the death of someone that you disagreed with because they don't have to be friends. I mean, Donald Trump and John McCain are not the first relationship in terms of lawmaker and president. Right. Politicians. That, politicians who don't get the, along. President don't get along. That's, that's there's nothing new. Right. But there's certain, you know, respect and decorum. Right. And the fact that this man is... And at the end of the day, he is a veteran. And he is a veteran. He is a veteran. He is a veteran. And he's a POW. And the fact that despite their differences, this man could not for... This moment for twenty four hours, just put that aside. I mean, it doesn't tell me anything. I you know yeah, I don't already know. But I mean, again, it it, it ultimately they lowered the flag again, right. and he made a statement today. So ultimately, he did do the right thing, sort of. But but again, you know, we need more politicians and more people in Washington like this man. And I think that he's a real loss to the political. Um, political arena of this country so so that was my two cents of it 
No, and that's a uh, two, I'll give you ten cents on it because that was a good one. Um, a little bit of a somber note than we usually start with, but I think it was a necessary one as well. But we gotta talk about hey, it. It's happening. Bro, we, let, bro, we told you. We talked about croquetas and John McCain. Hey, right? you know we started with croquetas, I so know. we started. So on we started on a happy, happy note. note. We started on a happy note. So I'm actually gonna transition over to something that I think is definitely going to make all of our abuelas happy, mm-hmm. if nothing else. I was reading this article. Royal Donsk is making an official sewing kit. <laughs> to be sold al balsan. Las aguas de Royal Donsk. Oh yeah, Martha Miami passed get that, on it. that. Get on it. That's get a pretty good it. idea. That's a t-shirt idea for me if I were one. <laughs> no, so I was reading, very odd because very, very rare do I turn to sports-related news. Oh. As you know, I'm not a sports person. No. I, I know Bare minimum. The other day I was watching an explanation on how to play cricket, and I was like, it's probably... No, but a cricket is an exception. It's probably easier to breed crickets no, cr- than cricket games cricket. can go on for days. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, like, no. But I saw that one of your actual, your uh, sports heroes, mm-hmm. Mr. Derek Jeter... Yes! Derek. ...is making all the American-born Marlins players and coaches learn Spanish. Oh, I actually I did hear something about that. And yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, I'm gonna read you the ofi- the official thing that uh, Jeter said. That's um, why you're the man, Jeter. So, you always have been. I've Respect. been I've been to the Dominican and Venezuela. Jeter says I went to Cuba with MLB in 2016. So I've been to those countries and tried to learn as much as I could about their cultures. Everybody expects the Latin players to make an effort to speak English. Well, especially here in Miami, if you don't speak Spanish. You don't fit in. I think it's important. And so um, I think it's they're going to have weekly lessons in Spanish. And this was a couple weeks ago, but the first people to have uh, the class were actually the vice presidents of, oh, the, yeah. of the Marlins. Like he you know, dragged them in there and, and made them have it. So what do you think about him doing that? I think it's, I think it's fantastic just on the basis of it's fantastic, why not. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting time it, for him it is, to it say is this. An interesting, I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that topic because that's the yeah, topic that about sports. many, many realms. Well, I mean, yeah, but this is not a sports topic. But good good for trying See, to yay, turn it into I a tried. sports topic. It was in the Yahoo Sports area. Anyway, <laughs> he's going to soon be our sports contributor. Yeah. Pero let me tell you. No, no, ahorita. I actually think it's a great idea for two, two, two reasons. First of all, for whatever reason, the United States is the only country I can think of that discourages people from being bilingual. Here, when you say that you're bilingual, it's, it's kind of like, why? Why do you speak why? another language? Whereas in the rest of the world, mm-hmm. being bilingual and trilingual, uh, I mean, it's just what people do. Bueno, lo que decían de la Melania, where she speaks like, what, five or six languages? Five or five, Everybody's yeah. like, oh, she's so smart. It's like, no, that's just because she's from not America. Yeah. Because in Europe, for example, people usually speak their native language and they speak English. And, and even... Probably French or Spanish. And even in Latin America, you know, a lot of people in Latin America do read... Maybe if they're not fluent in English, yeah. can so read now, English and write with, English. With social media, too. So, but the point is that being bilingual is something that's encouraged... Correct. Generally, in most places. But for some reason, in the United States, it's discouraged. And I've never quite understood that. So, obviously, I, I'm for that. Additionally, which you might find this interesting, maybe you know or not know, and to our listeners, um, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. You do know that the United States does not have an official I do know language. That. You I know do, that. I know that, yeah. So, to a lot of people listening out there, this might blow your mind. English 
is not the official official language only because there is no official language there's no official language in the united states so booyah you know to who's telling you learn english i mean obviously can we all petition to have it become one of those african click languages (laughs) like the official language of the u.s would just be like in fact um sometime in the 90s there was a a whole referendum here in florida where they wanted to make english the official language of florida because obviously there were some you know states there were some rednecks who wanted you know english right but that's where i'm going to okay they couldn't because the problem was that that would be deemed unconstitutional because that would be a florida law that supersedes a um, federal law okay. or federal mandate, uh, and there's no federal uh, mandate or or, or um, statute that renders English as the official language of the United States. Uh, so, yeah, we're on to you, Okeechobee. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you should always make an effort to speak English because. Although it's not the official language, it is the language that people speak the in the United States. I mean, and it's the language of business, and it's the main language where I mean, you communicate. Even the country was founded by English people. Even so here, technically, in, even here in, in Miami. But but I think that by I, I mean in terms of Derek Jeter's purpose for doing it for the Marlins. I mean, it's obviously, an optics I think thing. it's optics. It's optics. Yeah. There's certainly a PR element right. to it, especially. Excuse me, since a lot of people here are not happy with him, I am very happy with you, Derek, because not only... And Derek, if you want to come on, Pedro, let me tell you and talk about your efforts to encourage Spanish amongst the team. I've sh- I've, sh- I've shaken his hand. He stood right behind me and I didn't even know he was there. Oh, dear God. No, just because I didn't know he was behind me. <laughs> I've, You know what? I've always, I've always respected Derek Jeter, not only so much because he's a Yankee, which is my favorite team, but... Derek Jeter played for almost 20 years. Did That's... you ever hear a controversy about Derek Jeter? No. Did you ever hear right. anybody say anything negative about him? No. Well, his, because Derek his Jeter smelled bad. But... Derek Jeter was what he was. He was a ball player. He wasn't a celebrity. True. He wasn't, you know... He was a celebrity by default, a not rod. by design. <clears throat> Um, don't don't he, be salty. No, I am being salty. Don't because, be salty as you were told on Saturday oh, about something Oh my else. God, I could go on a whole rant on how A-Rod was the poison of the Yankees, but I'm not going to get into that because that's not what we're talking about. But um, he's, again, a very classy person. That is very true. A very classy person. Very true. So, um, no, I commend him for doing that. I think that, sure, there's optics involved, but I think that if people actually do learn or make an effort to reach out to the community, because these are the fans. Yeah. You know, the the, yeah. the fans are the ones going out seeing them. And there's a lot of, you know, baseball is very, very big in the island countries. And so for them to speak Spanish is great. Yeah. So, so you know who else is doing a lot of community outreach? Quien? Our guest today, Darwin Figueroa, with his podcast, Que Vola. Que Vola. Um, we have an interview coming up with him. He hosts a podcast that features a lot of local people who maybe not may not get the attention that they deserve. You know, they're entrepreneurs, they're up and comers, they're artists, they're hustlers, and we've got our interview with him coming up. He was a really interesting figure to. <laughs> Um, we had no idea interview. where it was going to go. Well, not only that, I mean, because obviously, because we were interviewing him, so we could kind of keep the confines of the interview, mm-hmm. but. Him and I started speaking off the record, and he's a freaking brilliant guy, yeah. and and I so thoroughly enjoyed having him and just having him a conversation about like 
anything. anything and everything. It was amazing I mean, how the guy really knows his shit, and and I love kind of his aspect of his perspective on things. Yes, and that definitely comes across. Yeah, so um, we're really excited about this interview. He was a great guest. So without further uh, further ado, here's our dad. fresh or fresh fresh or fresh presents. Que vola. Que vola. Here you go. <laughs> So you want. I don't know if I'm going to watch this, but as soon as they see my name, Darwin Figueroa, it's like, this thing is not no motherfucking terrorist. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? They're like, your name's Darwin Figueroa, and you got a beard, you're either Latin or what's up, bro? Like, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our <laughs> guest <laughs> for this episode. episode. Darwin Figueroa of the Que Vola podcast. What's up, what's and up? Fresh or Fresh with right. a P. So, welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you coming uh, on to... Uh, I, I just gotta give a little heads up here, listeners. This is like I think the fourth time we yeah. had to reschedule with Darwin. So I want to thank you just for not telling us to go fuck ourselves. No, at no some problem, point, bro. Cool. No, I know every, everybody goes through shit and everything's popping. You know, you gotta have like fluidity in your schedule sometimes. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so thanks for for joining us. Um, obviously, no for, problem, for those listeners who haven't heard your podcast. Um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Because I, I mean, I can describe it, but who better to describe it than the person who owns it? Well, my podcast, um, that's so weird because I've never actually really had to talk about my podcast in person. I always think about it like I put it out to the internet. It's not like I never talk about it. But my podcast is basically about Miami, you know, and people in Miami who are doing shit, who are popping off, who are like succeeding in their in their in their paths either through art music food tech whatever it might be and changing the face of miami the changing the face of the culture of miami because i was born and raised here so i could i see it myself so i feel like we should have our own forebears like our own like people with a pole like i'm from here or i'm i recently i don't care if you just recently transfer you could be a recently transfer person but if you're like just got here like yeah this is my home i'm gonna claim this as my home i'm gonna carry that flag i'm gonna put you on because you're doing something for south florida you're doing something for miami you know it's not a lot i don't like how can i put it i hate the fact that somebody will come from another place and say like oh this is what miami is and be like yo get the fuck out of here yo you don't know what the fuck miami is you were in south beach for like seven days that's what i'm saying that is my question yeah question what is Miami? Well, Miami is everything. If you're going to say this is Miami, you have to incorporate all of it. Like Homestead, North Miami, fucking all the way to Doral, like everything. Sweetwater, uh, Coral Springs, Pinecrest is in there, you know. Everything is Coral Gables. All this shit is Miami, you know. Ultimately, this whole area is Miami. I would say even if you, you could even grow Miramar. I know it's kind of technically like Broward, but Miramar kind of has Miami-esque like fives to it because it has a lot of Caribbean culture in there uh, from like a lot of Bahamians and a lot of tr like West Indians live in Miramar, which is like this different kind of like vibe and culture altogether as, that plays into Miami, you know, into the Miami and now because Miami right, wasn't right, always right. that. Miami was like... Like any other southern city, you know, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, whatever. But like Latins came in and Caribbean people came in. Well, you, you know what they say about Florida, right? Yeah, the further south you go, the like the more northern it is. Yeah, the more north you go, the, the more, more south, south it gets. Yeah, yeah, the more north you go, the more south it gets. It's true. It's like, it's like, yo, that's how it is. Like Miami's is a different place altogether, and I don't want nobody to come from outside of Miami. 
and be like, this is Miami, and try to name Miami, and then with their bullshit-ass thoughts of not knowing shit, like, this is Miami. Like, well, come on. I'm glad you brought that up, because something that we've talked about previously on the podcast mm-hmm. with other guests that, again, are very Miami and very homegrown mm-hmm. is that people, when they think of Miami, they think of South Beach. Okay. As the picture of Miami, that is what That's Miami it. Yeah. It begins and ends there. And I, you know, I say this many times in episodes, yeah. but I went to school in the Midwest. Yeah. In the Midwest, people would ask me, do you go to the beach all the time, every yeah. day? I'm like, uh, is that really what you think of Miami? It's yeah. Like South Beach. So, to somebody who's never been here, mm-hmm. how would you describe the culture or the what it represents and what it really is? <sighs> I mean, there's two versions of what Miami really is and what it really represents. Because Miami is stuck in a place where, if if I were to put it as a marketing terms, I would probably say Miami is like a happy meal of Latin America and Central America and and the Caribbean and a little touch of like European. But like the happy meals before it started including healthy shit. Yeah, like yeah, before the happy the healthy shit is like a that's what Miami is, you know. And if you if you just stay on South Beach, you're not seeing the other parts of the Happy Meal. Like you might take a bite out of a fry, but you haven't you know haven't had a sip of the milkshake yet. You know, like I like that. Go go to like go to actually see parts of South Florida. Go to take your ass to Doral. Just go you know sit around around, see the differences out there. Go to Westchester and see what's popping in that culture. You know, like when I travel and I go to cities, I always try to stay not only like where they want me to see but i always go like outside of the areas because i really want to get a vibe of what the city really is so i would always ask travelers to do the same thing don't just stay on south beach south beach is a big part of it because you know what i'm not gonna front i did have a portion of my life where i was at the beach all the fucking time you know what i'm saying and And that's where all the clubs are the bars yeah exactly you know what i'm saying i know but i lived on the beach tambien and i was like working there you know i was like doing my thing and like amongst the transient people of south beach because that's what south beach is a bunch of transient people you know um it's funny you say transient because I, I don't know if this has happened to, to you guys but a lot of times when you speak to certain people who maybe are not from miami mm-hmm. and they're like oh where are you from you say oh i'm from miami they're like really i nobody's from miami and i'm like yeah no they are yeah my you cousins just, are from miami exactly my best friends are from miami like it's because you only know south beach you only know brickle you only know certain areas that are only new miami residents yeah and it's like, no, 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 trust me, people are from here. I can't yeah, there's see. people who are, like, born and raised here, like, generations and generations yeah. también. That, like, there's a lot of, of friends that I have that grew up in the Grove, you know, through the Bahamian culture. Mm-hmm. They've had roots here since way before even Miami was established as a city. Yeah. So, like, these are people, like, way throwback. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is a throwback family right here. Like, yeah, Bahamians have been here a really long time. Really long ass time. And you're just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and, and somebody just came here, like, from Minnesota yesterday and be like, yeah, <laughs> no, this, this is what Miami's like. Come on. So I wanna I wanna talk to you about music. All right. Because I know you're you're a fan. Yeah, big and fan. And I feel that again, Miami mm-hmm. is people don't put it on the map a lot of times mm-hmm. for certain elements that it should be on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, take hip hop music. Mm-hmm. You know, when people think hip hop music, they think New York and LA. Yeah. You know, East Coast, West Coast. Mm-hmm. You mean people forget Trina? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking daddy. about Trina. Trick daddy. But, yeah. but actually, one of the, I think, yeah. and I may be wrong, one of the most iconic 
hip hop acts of all time to live crew yeah. is from Miami. Yeah, and for I sure. feel that they don't get the respect that they yeah, they don't. Should, they know? don't. So what are your thoughts about like especially hip hop, the hip hop scene in, in Miami and the relevance it should have? I mean, the hip hop scene in Miami right now is very, very mixed up. I like it because there's a lot of different characters coming up that I've seen live acts. Uh, it, Churchill's is one of those places where there's a lot of like that happening right now because of, Churchill's is one of the oldest, if not the oldest pub in yeah. Miami. And it has like live Miami. acts all the time. Monday nights they have open mic and shit like that. And like they have like different hip hop nights también where they just have different acts come in. So you see the dichotomy, like the the switching up of various um of various like Lanes in the hip hop culture, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people still like that boom bap, but now there's a lot of boom bap going in Spanish, you know, so it's like Spanish boom bap, and it also has like the trap. So now Spanish trap artists are, are trying to like come up in South Florida, Bunny. yeah, Bad Bunny from Puerto Rico, yeah. but he was like in and out of South Florida his whole life, you know what I'm saying? I genuinely have no idea what boom bap is, but I want to be called that <laughs> forward. That is my nickname, you know who Bad Bo- Bunny is. You know, I know of Bad Bunny. Like you put him in front of me, I wouldn't know who the hell he was. But you, I don't know what Boom Bap is. All right, so Boom Bap hip hop is the listeners who have no clue. What all right, Boom Bap hip hop is original hip hop, like Boom Bap, Boom Bap, oh, Boom okay, okay, Bap. Okay, okay, That's okay. like Boom Bap hip hip hop, like okay. the original, like you would call Biggie Boom Bap. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. a classic hip hop. This is also is also re- re- uh, re- referenced to as uh, Boom Bap. So like. Classic hip hop is is starting. Uh, there's there's a lot of Spanish artists that do classic hip hop now. So there's a lot of like I think like there might be like a biggie coming up in the Spanish hip hop scene. You know, classic hip hop. Grandito. Yeah, like you may be Grandito. Is, I have a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of that. His, his name is El Mike. He's he's big in Colombia and he's doing it here. And there's a lot of like Colombia is really popping right now for music, like yeah. Maluma and all this shit. So there's like a lot of these elements, and there's a lot of Salvadorians too. I've I've heard a friend of mine who does a lot of music. He's Salvadorian. So like a lot of this different culture, everybody like it's like rubbing up on it, rubbing up on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like so you have this different like interchanging of ideas and and vibes, and it creates like authentic scene here in Miami for hip hop, and not only hip hop but music altogether. But it doesn't get it doesn't get any love like. Outside of Miami, 100%. The only thing that's getting love outside of Miami right now is like, you know, trap music and shit. There's a there's a big artist coming out of Candle. His name is Fat Nick, and he's I love his music. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like that that trap, but it's like kind of like it kind of is like a original hip hop feel because he has this dude Puya who raps who raps with him as well. I like their sound, and they're coming out of Candle, so West Candle, you know. So it's like that's like a different sound, but it's not like. It's not what you're hearing really on the underground scene in, in Miami, you know? There's a lot of cats that are that are going in a different direction. But, like, commercially, I think, you know, uh, Miami has it. Do you, you always see gems come out. Like, what's his name? Triple Excession, God rest in peace. Yeah. He was, like, from Pompano. He's from South Florida, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of talent here. And the thing is that the talent here doesn't really have a place to, to coagulate and, like, blossom together. Because right. we're so separated and everybody has their own thing. Corn, pop, out. And in New York and L.A., there's a mechanism to coagulate all that artist, all that all that creatives. There's a way for them to bring them together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over here, there's not really that central, like, I'm going to be the entity or we're the entity, like, you know? I just, I just feel, and, and again, you're the right person to 
have this discussion with that again we're we're not really put on the map so much mm-hmm. as a relevant music source and we should be because another another thing Miami was the epicenter of freestyle music in the late 80s mm-hmm. and early 90s mm-hmm. I mean freestyle music was enormous yeah and that that was that was Miami. Yeah, it was, came out of here completely, one hundred percent. Expose, George Lamond, all yeah. those people. TK. Yeah. TK. That was pure. That is Miami, yeah. and people know the songs and like the songs, but I don't necessarily know if you ask Joe in Kansas, yeah. who, who knows, you know, "Point of No Return" by Expose, yeah. that that is the Miami, Miami sound. sound. Yeah, I mean, it, it's because the thing is, look. South Florida is one of those places that the rest of the country comes and rips off and doesn't give any love to. That's basically what it is. It happens in sports, you know, with the U. The U is one of the most, you know, winning teams of all time. I'm a huge UM fan. But, like, if you talk about the U in the media, it always has a negative connotation, yeah, right? Because they don't want to give love to South Florida. Maybe it has to do with the fact that we're not, like, really a, like a United, United States city. We're like... A, a utopia kind of of like what south of like south america would be like we would be the best city in south america if south america if we're in south america you know what I'm saying? we would be like the new york city of south america if 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 miami was in south america we should look into making that happen like how can we just transplant all of miami just a we would be yeah we would be the New York yeah. City of it because that we're like the best city in all of South America you know that would that's who basically in my head we've always been like so it's one of those situations where you're like okay you're you're you you have so much awesomeness but you're not that you're not uh Texas and you're not you know uh New York New LA, York, LA Chicago, Chicago then they're not gonna they're just not gonna treat you the same way you know you're not gonna get the same love i think and you know we may be going down a different rabbit hole yeah i think it's a little bit with ignorance and a a little bit with a little bit with racism yeah i mean uh, it's it's the fact that it's a city was is taken over by basically caribbean and latin people and was able to prosper um, regardless of what happened, you know? And, you know, it also has to do with the, the 80s, Tambien, Cocaine Cowboys. We were like, we were bad boys in the 80s. It was like, so we reason, went through a city. The reason stuff. I say that is, and I, I've said this on the podcast all the time, I've met so many people who come down to Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. and they don't come to Miami. Yeah, they're and I'm afraid. Like, it's 20 miles away. And I always give the example of, that's like going to New York City and going to Brooklyn, but not going to Manhattan. Yeah. Did you really go to South Florida if you didn't go to Miami? Yeah. And it, I just don't understand how somebody would make it to Fort Lauderdale, which is literally down the street, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> won't come to Miami. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think it's a bit of like ignorance and, yeah. and, and, and racism. It's and, that old school, but it's, I mean, look, this these are topics that have been plaguing our society forever dude it's not like it's some it's nothing new but it's just like people don't don't pay, don't look at it they just ignore it they're like no it's just this it's just that it's like, no if everything is just this and just that and all these coincidences all freaking coming to coincide at the same time about the same shit it's like it's deliberate homie you know what i'm saying so like you gotta think about that but at the same time if you just want to be like ah oh, fuck it they just want to hate on us because they ain't us you could think about it that way as well, and you could like move on, you know, <laughs> basically. So I want to pivot for a moment. Yeah, I want to kind of talk about your podcast, okay? Because that's that, you know, it's your baby. All right. Um, one of the things, and I and I think this is coming across very well, just in the passion that you're giving about recognition and things like that. One of the things that I think you've done fantastic with your podcast is 
bringing to light some of that what many would consider either underground culture or people who aren't necessarily always getting the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And you've run the gamut. I mean, you've interviewed, I don't remember names, I'm mm-hmm. a normal person at that, yeah. but you've interviewed like this Cuban artist. Yeah, um, Tony Mendoza. Tony Mendoza. Yeah. You interviewed this uh, Asian cyclist. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah, she was fantastic. Yeah. You've interviewed a pastor. Yeah. You've interviewed the guy who... <laughs> a pastor. Um, who is the the head of, I think, the, the complex in Little Haiti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, the the Little Haiti Cultural Complex. Little Haiti Cultural Complex. These other guys who are doing a web series for the website Complex. Oh yeah, for um, Grown. For yeah. Grown. You've run the gamut, mm-hmm. and I think the through line, which is what I love, is that it's always got like this: follow your heart, do what you love. Like you're really bringing to the forefront people who've said to themselves, you know, fuck it, I'm yeah. gonna be a painter. I'm gonna help this community. I'm gonna make my own TV show. At what point did you? start your podcast and decide this is the direction I want to take it. Mm-hmm. This is who I I feel needs an opportunity to show their story. Well, damn, that's a, that's a complicated question. I like it though. It's like, how can I put it to you? I was stuck in a situation where I felt like, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently. I asked Mint Mobile's legal team. If big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation, they said, yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. I needed somebody to push me to do what I wanted to do. So I said, I'm going to become that person for other people. And amongst that, I'm going to do that for myself, basically. So I was, I was before we were talking and we were like, we're talking about how, how I got into the podcast prior to the podcast i was running an insurance agency right and i was doing this for quite a while um um it's a call center based insurance agency so i really didn't talk to my customers face to face but i'll talk to them repeatedly over the phone and it was something that i was that was draining the life force out of me you know it was literally like i was i was making money but i was so that so fucking sad dude i was like miserable homie i mean it's cliche but it's damn true yeah bro i was like you you don't want to make money and be like i'm making money and i want to die yeah 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 Yeah, when you're in that situation you're like fuck i'm making all this money but like i'm so like i'm spending a shitload of money going vacations and doing all this shit (laughs) like just to fucking basically numb the fact that i have to go back to work like it's like fuck it was one of those situations where i like yo i i can't do this to myself like you come to a point where you're it takes a toll where it's like all right yeah it really has a lot to do also with my point of view because i i grew up down south after I moved from Westchester, I, I I moved to down south basically when I was in in middle school, and then I stayed there basically until I moved out for college when I went to FIU. During that time, I experienced a lot of death. You know, uh, by the time I was out of high school, I had like four of my good friends were dead. You know, oh, wow. so I had a lot of that like 
yo, yo, you got your life is gonna go quick, homie. Like I have four of my best friends dead, and I was like, yo, I was the only one who graduated out of my whole crew out of middle school, graduated high school. I was the only one out of my crew from middle school. I was the only one who graduated high school. Everybody was everybody either died or dropped out. You know, so it was like it was one of those situations. So you're just like, dude, that was always in my head. Like, yo, your life is gonna go like this, yo. Your life goes like in an instant. Like anything could happen. You could be walking down the street and get run over. You could get shot. You know, like anything could happen at any moment. Anything could happen. Like people take life for granted. So it's like. I, I said, all right, I'm going to set myself up and I'm not going to be in this path where I want to be if forgotten. I want to be at least taking care of and taking care of my family and helping out my peoples. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, I'm going to go do this and, and make money. During that, I put my passion aside, you know, because I was like, I need to get out of this hole that I'm in. Right. You know, that's the what people... You had to be a grown-up. I had to be a grown-up. People don't understand that, like, people at the bottom... I. I this is going to touch a little bit on politics, but whatever, bro. Go. I'm a registered Republican, you know? Well, I was a registered Republican until, like, recently, like, three, four months ago. So, um... Really? <laughs> you, you, you switched independent? I yeah, I switched independent. I did the same thing. Yeah, so, election, so... I feel you. So... <laughs> I wonder why that was. You know, so, like, I switched my, my party affiliation, but, like, I still have that, like, I, that Republican style of thinking fiscally. But at the same time, I have, like, a socialist thing to me when it comes to, like, things economically for everybody. Because it's like, when you're in a hole, I understand that you got to get yourself out of that hole. And you got to be, like, because that's basically what the Republicans, like, like be be yourself and make your own will. Take care of you. You got to take care of you, which is 110% true. But at the same time, some people are so deep in a hole that they need a little help. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I need to get myself out of this hole that I'm in right now through doing it through my podcast because if I know that I can help other people like push ahead and get out what I want to get out of I'm going to get out of it myself so and that's why I went and I said I'm going to find people who are doing shit in Miami who are popping off and like popping off like really getting it popping dude like they doing their thing like they putting in work you know what I'm saying the people I talk to are putting in work one of one of the dudes that I that I interviewed, DJ Lamebot, he actually is now getting a feature on Shake 94.3. So he just, he started um, DJing in, in clubs and in Churchill's. Now he's on the radio. Like, he's putting in work. He's doing a tour right now with Patrick Pat. Like, this dude's going all over Florida, like, spinning, like... I like finding people who are who are motivating themselves and working because once you're around that circle of people, then that that fucking that catches on, yo. You're like, yo, this guy's putting in work. I can't sit home and eat shit, you know. Like, right. yeah, I I gotta if I interview this dude, I gotta put in work and inter and, and edit this shit and make this shit pop. You know what I'm saying? Because in that some shit, yeah, that, that the people who are making things happen are actually working at it. Yes, and that's a motivation. Like yeah. it's just funny because. Obviously, I mean, it's you and I together, DJ. We kind of feed off of that off of each other. Yeah. You know, it's just like, all right, I'm going to do this. Okay, well, if you're going to do that, then I'll take care of this. And we kind of like, so yeah. I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying. It's And we get that feeling too through this podcast. We've been able to meet people like yourself and yeah. all the people we've been interviewing. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, this person, you know, is making shit happen. So, okay, we got to make it, we got to take it to the next level. Yeah. We got to take it to the next level. And it's not about keeping up with the joneses yeah. it's just about we all need outside motivation sometimes yeah 100 percent. you need like you need a mentor you need somebody to look up to to aspire that like yeah. this is the person who i want to be you know and this is why this touches on politics again but like right now 
Like, I see the kids, the little kids are seeing this, the President Trump as their president. What does that speak of leadership to the future? And I, like, what are they going to think leadership is when they grow up? Because this is like, when I grew up, the president was the dude. You know what I'm saying? It was the man, like Ronald Reagan. And, like, I thought Bill Clinton was, like, Jesus for a minute there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I was hardcore, like, oh, my God, this guy is doing shit popping. And then, like, fucking housing crisis pops. And you're like, oh, damn, he was just inflating the Fed. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, fuck. Like, how could I be so... Jesus didn't inflate the Fed. Yeah, I'm saying, like... It was just like one of those things. Like, <laughs> it's 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 a situation where like you need somebody to look up to, dog, and you need. So if you don't, if you're not that person yourself, you could become that person yourself if you look at that. If you find somebody who's doing that. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad you said that because I think, I mean, this is a pretty, some deep shit we're talking about. Yeah, we here. totally didn't expect I, this to go this route, but I we think love it. That 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 is a problem with yeah. this generation. Because, mm-hmm. for example. And I'm sure you heard about it. Mm-hmm. This week or last week, mm-hmm. was it Forbes mm-hmm. who put Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. oh, yeah. on the cover of their magazine mm-hmm. and said that she's going to be the first, the youngest billionaire. self-made, which self- was the part that self- was hilarious. Quote, yeah. self-made billionaire. Yeah. And she's not. Yeah, she's, she's not self-made. self-made at all. Yeah. At all. And, and but it's all a drama. Is, but that's what kids are eating yeah. you know they look at people like that oh we're entrepreneurs yeah you're entrepreneurs because you have an empire that was built upon a sex tape yeah and good for them i don't yeah. hate them for that because yeah. if i would have been that would have been me i would have milked that cow for as much yeah. as i could uh, it's a billion now but, billions but i mean let's not kid ourselves that's the illest sex tape of all time now. i don't think any sex tape ever has gone into the billions yo you know what i always think about that <laughs> crazy. Sex tape is that you know kim kardashian mm. who wasn't known Nobody knew her. And it was Ray J. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, it was like... It was Ray J's fame. <laughs> that damn, And then everybody was like, oh, who is this girl? But was Ray J really ever that famous? I don't know about you. Because like I, I always saw Brad Pitt. I always saw you know Ray I mean? J as... I just saw him as Brandy's brother. Yeah. I never saw him as... I mean, he made a couple of songs, but like... I mean, she was able to work that sex tape into like a fucking dynasty. Yeah. That's insane, bro. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship, but that's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, that's a fucked up kind of entrepreneurship. It's like, you know, that's the thing. Like, people don't fucking... I think that's a make lemonade. <clears throat> but I say this all the time. Like, they market <laughs> themselves as like, you know, like, uh, what's her name? Chloe. Oh, I have a jeans line for, you know, yeah. bigger women. Yeah. This girl with her makeup line. Yeah. That's great and all. Yeah. But you got... The reason you were given those opportunities, it's because of who you were and yeah. where you were. Yeah, as, I mean, as you were yeah. saying, not being in a hole in a yeah, ground, exactly, and and working up. And exactly. That's what, what, what you're saying is, I feel that that's the problem that a lot of kids that maybe don't come up from a privileged background mm-hmm. and don't come from a powerful family that are in that hole yeah. that you're talking about are looking up to these people. Yeah. That that's not reality at all. Yeah, they I mean, saw the hole. They never, I mean, but you know what? That really plays into, look, what you're talking about is basically the dilemma of Miami. Like, what we're talking about in general is the dilemma of Miami. Like, Miami has this, like, veneer of, like, what the media wants to be, wants it to be and what it gets portrayed as. And then there's the real gritty inside. Miami's literally going to fucking disappear in 100 years. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that there's going to be sea fucking level rise in the next 20 years that we're not going to be able to deal with. Nobody's talking about the fact that uh, Miami has the largest income this inequality in all of the United States in the major yeah. cities. Like, these are things that are fucking real, dude. Like, people are dealing with, and 
nobody likes to talk about it. They like to talk about the veneer of it. Like, oh, South Beach and Coconut Grove. Y toda la vaina. Y See, you, know, you know what a big part of that is, too? I mean, what? I think the citizens, not all of us, but some of us, kind of perpetuated, too. How many people don't have the latest car that just came off the line and they live three people in an but efficiency? But that's, that's, once again, that's Miami. That's Miami, dude. That's Miami in a, in a tidbit. You could see efficiencies lined up like, highly as the Ciudad efficiencies. There shouldn't be one fucking luxury car in our highly dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that shit is packed with luxury cars. Yeah, like one Tesla for every two people. Yo, it's like, what's going on here? It's like, what is it that... What it's is the BMWs it? in the trailer park. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is it that you're doing here? Like... Oh, I'm living in a, uh, in my trailer, but I have a BMW because I want everybody to see a, a flash. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like, come on, homie. It, but at the same time, this is what's being portrayed. in the When you go to a theater, when you go downtown, when you go anything, it's like everybody's putting on a show 24-7. I feel I like we're living in an Instagram world right now. I feel like everything is, if you're outside, you have to be Instagrammable any fucking minute of the day, in my, especially in Miami. Any, any Miami social. Yeah. I went to go eat at fucking Dice the other day. I live by the Gables, you know what I'm saying? In the door. I live in Shenandoah. So I go to Dice all the time. Now they put up these fucking umbrellas in the fucking sky. And oh, now everybody's taking pictures like, oh, I got these umbrellas. Or like, And I'm like, yo, I don't know how many fucking Instagram pictures I came out in, in my chancla. Because that's what I was in. I was in chanclas in and my shorts. Personal feed, in my personal feed, every, you know, when you log into Instagram, the main page, every page was in the umbrellas. And oh, I think yeah. I even told you, I'm like, Coño, somebody the, the fucking umbrellas, bro. No, no. <laughs> Lo más lindo caso. Everybody and their mother's posting pictures of umbrella. Oh, yeah. It rains every goddamn day here in Miami. You know we've seen umbrellas before. Yeah, like colorful umbrellas in there. It's not like in one of the sky. No, but like every, but the thing is that they made it. Whoever put that together is a genius because well, they made it an Instagrammable. Like well, that's, that's an international uh, project. That's been going around with what you're saying. If you went to the gym and you didn't take a selfie, did you really go to the gym? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's that. the way it is. And no, that's... you are. <laughs> I'm very guilty of that. But it's just because I use it as a self-motivator, too. Because then people, you know, you post it. People are like, wow, that looks good. And you're like, you kind of feed off that dopamine, yeah. you know. The like, dopamine hits. Yeah. That's what it's it like, is. It's the okay, loops. Right, so but Miami's really in tune to that. Yeah. Because the thing is that it's in the culture. It's, it's, per, it's in the culture before Instagram was even anything, and the Latin culture is always like that. I was going to say, but I was going to say, I was, but I was going to say, and don't you think that the fact that we are a product of immigrants has something to do with yeah, that's what it is. We want to validate our parents' struggle yeah. and validate that mm-hmm. we made it. Everybody wants to say they made it in Miami. Everybody who got here wants to be like, oh, we made it. And how do you do that? You buy a BMW and you buy an overpriced house and you wear clothes that you that you bought on a credit card. Like, straight up. Like, that's how you do it, son. I like it. <laughs> you know? It is so, what it is. But like, So you're going to work for the tourism industry of Miami, right? Like, that's what I'm hearing right now because he encapsulated it perfectly. Like, put that shit on a brochure. <laughs> like, But that's the thing. Like, But right now we're switching up. Because the thing is we're being inundated now with a lot of other different uh, vibes from other places. So it's a little bit of that is starting to break. But at the same time, since society is all about, like, that shit now, it's also, like, at the same time, it's like this back and, po- back and forth, back and forth between, like, we're, oh, we want to be gritty and we want to be real. And then it's like, no, we want to, to tear this whole uh, fucking street down and put up a, a pair of shoes or whatever the fuck, you know? like CVS. A CVS in every corner every day. You know? Like, everywhere is, like, uh, everything is being torn down and put on CVS. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it is. We can't have nice things in Miami, I would say. Because we're gone. just like, this building's old. 
tear yeah. down. Like, this building's all like, I'm waiting for the day they're going to tear down the fucking Freedom Tower. Be like, nah, why the fuck we got this Freedom Tower for here? No. Let's put a fucking... Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't think we'll ever come down because the Cubans will ride in the nah, I don't know, bro. Maybe if there's a fucking... There's not enough Cubans. What if Miami gets over flooded? But I don't know. <laughs> if the right now? worth enough. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, we could pick up the Freedom Tower, put it somewhere else, and we'll fucking put a, a building there. You know, well, it's like when we move Miami to be the capital of South America. Yeah, like you, like you were saying, like yeah, we'll take this Freedom Tower with us. Well, I like with what he's saying. You know, um, and this is a very Miami reference. So, mm-hmm. right there in downtown, at the mouth of the Miami River. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, right there, yeah. Where, where all those buildings are at, yeah. There's like a little wedge of land that used to be the sales um, center for the Epic Hotel. Okay, I'm talking about oh, yeah. a, a little wedge of land. Yeah, they're building there the Aston Martin residences, as in Aston Martin the car. Yeah, and I think they start at like six million dollars. It's ridiculousness. That's my two. That's that's that's. I mean. That's the ridiculousness of Miami, where it being inundated by foreign capital. And it's just like, they just park their capital here. They don't even live here, you know? I mean, they come and they use the services every once in a while, but the vast majority has foreign capital being parked in Miami. I lived at, uh, I don't know if you're the building Marina Blue, directly in front of the um, AAA. Okay. That building, 90, and it's a, it's a, it's a private building, it's mm-hmm. not a rental building. 95% of that building is foreign yeah. And then the people just rent out. The they just rent out their apartments. But that's true of all of downtown and Brickell. It's I like mean, foreign money. It's gonna happen up until like until the hurricanes and the and the sea level gets too much. Yeah. And then uh, they're just gonna like I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen then. And, and what you said about Miami disappearing—that's a reality, a big reality yeah. right now in South Beach. South Beach is getting flooded every year, bro. Every bro. year, every day, bro. I was there the other day. <laughs> oh, no, that big, that big flood they have. Though. It bro, gets worse every year. It gets worse. Yo, high, the King Tide, I, I was there. It. No, I was probably there. Like I was kicking it. Sometimes I wake up and I just go to the beach, you know, because I like okay, just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, you work by yourself. You work for yourself and you do something. Sure. You could, you have those luxuries that you could do whatever fuck one no te la gana. You know what I'm right. saying? As long as you could pay your bills, it's a vaina. So it's like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, yo, I want to go to the beach today. So I get up and I go to the fucking beach. I got to the beach and it was beautiful. I was like fucking awesome, especially in the morning. It's always like the el, el mar is siempre calmadito. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. So you're like chilling. Boom! I see these clouds rolling in. I'm like, oh, that shit looks bad. I got in my car. By the time I was leaving. Like crossing the bridge, cars, the water was going up to the to the window of the cars. The this, windows? Yes, yeah. up to the windows. It's just like a flash flood, like all of a sudden, like boom. Jesus. By Alton? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, flood. yo, what in the fuck is going on right here, dog? Like, wh- how does this not alarm people? Like, how, what are you doing? Like, spending so much money in the city, buying this, buying up the city, doing all these things, and you're not like consciously thinking about like what's gonna happen in like 10 because years climate change is not real <laughs> according to rick scott yeah, according no. to rick scott and now he wants to be our senator fucking good luck you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be a bad one dog i just can't get over rick scott to me he looks like just visually oh. he looks like a bond villain yeah he is like doesn't he look like he should be sitting on some type of metallic chair or I mean, rick scott yeah. dude i mean i don't know dog rick scott he's one of those dudes who like fiscally did a lot of good shit but, like, socially did a lot of bad shit. Yeah. So, it's like, you have to, like... B- reconcile. Ba- you got to reconcile the fact that he's doing this and that. Like, it's like, all right, which one is it going to be? Like, yo, socially, 
he, how do you like say you can't even say climate change and all these other things like dog it's like 2018 homie like where are we at right now it's like this is really happening yeah. you cannot like dodge this shit you know it's like it's really gonna happen so it's like like we should have some plans and you know maybe this goal is just uh, to have Tallahassee become beachfront property maybe I mean so that's why he's okay with that they're like oh maybe we could take get rid of Miami and fucking just uh, push everybody inward or something yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's insane, dog. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I, you have any? I, I mean, honestly, this yeah. has been a fantastic interview. Yeah, and thank I, you. I, I say this with all the love in the world. Did not expect the direction this interview went yeah. into because I didn't know what to expect, but I yeah. loved it. Listeners, again, I can't stress enough. If you guys, obviously, if you're in Miami, please download, listen to Que Bola. That's Que Q U E Bola B O L A. But if you're not from Miami, you would still enjoy it. There's there's a beauty to again first of all your interview style and also just the the cross section of people that you talk to. Thank you. There's something there for everybody. I mean, legit you dude, I don't know jack about cryptocurrency. Yeah. I listened to your podcast. I still don't know about cryptocurrency. Yeah. But I feel like God bless you for trying. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so if you I, want to learn about priests, artists, and crypto pastors, 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 pastors and, yeah. and that's a big distinction. Please <laughs> check out the, 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 the podcast. podcast and also check out Fresh or Fresh. I mean, he's got some really cool items. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, a lot of Miami merch. Is what I call it. It's like just Miami merch, like shit that lets you stand out and say yeah, I'm from Miami without necessarily saying I'm from Miami. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. It's one of those. Yeah, like if you that. know, you I know. Like that. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys for inviting me, man. It was a no, it was an awesome. You. It was a blessing, yo. All right, welcome back, listeners. Hola, everyone. Yes, thank you again to Darwin Figueroa for for that fantastic interview, and actually also for giving us a couple T-shirts that we're going to be giving away in the next yes. couple days. Yes, that was really cool of him. We need to hang out with him. We do actually because he kind of lives near me, so yeah. we should. We actually. Um, oh shoot! Maybe we should take him to Burger Beast next event. Well, that's that's chatter that, between that, you and yeah, I. That's industry talk. That's inside baseball. <laughs> Ooh, look at me using phrases. So, uh, <laughs> batter up. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Bueno, we've reached that time. Oh, yes. It is time for the last soda of the desert. So, ¿quién tienes hoy? Bueno, I'm going to give my last soda to not one person. I'm going to give it to an ensemble. <laughs> the cast of Party of Five? No, but now I want to. Because <laughs> everybody wants to be closer to free. No, my last soda is to the Netflix original program La Casa de la Flore. I go... Con Veronica Castro. Oh my god, it's so great you're giving it to that because my <laughs> soda is related to that. I saw the first episode. Isn't it fun? It is. I, I, I posted about it on Instagram. Well, it is fun, but I thought it, I went into it thinking it was a drama. Oh, no, no, no. It has filled the desperate housewives sized hole in my heart. Yeah. For over the top camp dramedy. It's, yeah. It's so. You know, my father funny. watched it and he didn't get it because my father doesn't get camp. Oh, yeah. That's Remember, the only person in my family that gets camp is me. I know. I, I'm very worried about Yeah. About but that's that. because, you know, I'm also an Anglophile. But anyway, go. Anyway, go that's about you. But no, so I, for those of you who haven't seen the show, it's basically, it's a dramedy about a family of, oh, I think they're a family of five, and they own a flower shop in in Mexico, in El DF. And through a series of events, things happen, and their lives kind of spiral out of control, and turns out the father has a mistress um i'm actually not ruining anything by saying she kills herself in the first episode and that's what sets off all of the events and just a whole series of things happen and then there's i mean there's gender there's transsexuals there's bisexuals there's pot smoking there's 
there's one character Man. que habla así y no entiendo por qué. It's just, it's, is it a Netflix original? It is a Netflix is, original. Is it by um, Televisa? It, it might be a Televisa co-production, but it is a Netflix original. How we've, we've strayed away from la novela de... Bueno, you know. my biggest joke is that it's only 13 episodes. So you know that like Veronica Castro being used to doing these novelas of like 126 episodes probably yeah. looked at that and she's like, pero esto yo lo hago en un día. Two seconds. Like, yeah, this is nothing. This is nothing of my life. But I love it. Although I do not love the wig that they have her in at first. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's horrible. And yeah. then like, at one point... It kind of looks her... like the wig she wore in Mi Pequeña Soledad. Uh-huh. As when she was the version of the mother. Right. Yeah. Pero Mi Pequeña Soledad hace cuantos años atrás. Yeah, nineteen. Wigs, wigs have come a long way. Yeah. There's Ask even Welch. one of her daughters in the... <laughs> One of her daughters in the show gets married, and I turned to Jose and I was like, "Ese vestido de boda that because she's supposed to be Veronica Castro's character's wedding uh-huh. dress." I'm like, "That looks like something she would have worn on la tocada." Hola, la movida. La movida. La movida. No, but it was. It's so much fun, and I recommend everybody watch it. It has English subtitles if you if you need that. You know, la casa fine. de las flores. La casa de las flores. Man, I have to tell you that growing up, I'm. This is the perfect last soda because <laughs> it has to do with my last. It's related to my okay, last soda. All right. Are you so, No, I was going to say, <laughs> growing up, like in our case, we grew up in a Cuban household. Right. How did we learn about other Hispanics and other la- la- Latinos? Viendo las novelas. Claro. I well, mean, I think, I think that when, I, when yeah. I was a kid, I was Mexican because, you know, las novelas we that we used to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. on Channel 23, which were all of, uh, most of them. Well, actually, looking back on it, the novela when we were kids in the 80s mm-hmm. were, and, you know, we've been saying for a while that we want to have a telenovela um, episode. I think it'll be coming up sooner than we think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they were either from Televisa Oh, Benevision. That's true. The big V with the the, yeah, the, the crest. That weird yeah. Greek. Yeah. So that. it was so interesting because like that's how we saw that's like other ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Latins. It was say, the same but different at the same time. And we were you too know? young to realize why. Yeah, it, it was it, different. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like okay, yeah, okay. This is the same, but we don't go to la chamba. We go to el trabajo. <laughs> you know, we like, don't platicar. Yes, nosotros hablamos, yeah. and we don't say vos. We say tú or you yeah. or whatever. But uh-huh. to go with your Televisa kind of, well, you know, it's, they're it's talking Netflix. about my last Coke, and it's a posthumous last Coke of the desert, goes to Raul Velasco and Siempre Domingo. <laughs> Why? Why not? No, that's just so random. Like, they, okay, they, like, do you realize that Siempre en Domingo ran from like 1961 to 1998? Damn. Okay, and we used to watch Siempre en Domingo in our house every Sunday, like it was church. Like now, it was for religion. those who don't know, Siempre en Domingo. So Siempre en Domingo was a musical ver- musical show that used to air on Sundays on your local Univision affiliate, and they used to have musical acts yeah, right. of the day. The big I names mean, of the Think day. about all the people we saw: Locomia, Yuri. Do you know that the Spice Girls? Were on Siempre en Domingo. They were? Yes, they were. And who do you think is talking in Spanish? Jerry. Jerry. Well, she's the only one. She's got Spanish. Hola! Yeah. Mexico! Her mother's from Spain. Estamos muy contentos. Los Spice Girls aquí. Which we need to talk because there's another rumor going around now that they're going to do a 13-date 
tour in the UK next right. year. Right, and you know they're not going to... You know it's going to turn into like a... Th- anyway, right. whatever. We'll, but, yeah. but that show, I mean, there were so many musical acts that now are so... Like into the fabric of our childhood mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. music of the eighties, like from Ana Gabriel to Jose Luis Rodriguez to uh, Luis Miguel. I mean, Luis Miguel was on yeah. on Siempre en Domingo from the time he was a little little kid to you Yesterday. know romances <laughs> and all that um, to Lucerito, bueno Lucero, um, eh, Juan Talia, Gabriel, Daniela Rubio, Daniela Romo, Talia. Talia with Actually, flowers. if you start watching, uh-huh. if you start watching, I I. I I ask our listeners to take a look at this. If you start watching esta, um, Talia's performances mm-hmm. on Siempre Domingo, they're fantastic. It's like, Lady Gaga, what? Mira. When she sang Amor a la Mexicana, she was wearing a guitar on each boob. Okay, right, right. Right, and then her skirt was a Mexican sombrero. Okay. Then when she did um, a Piel Morena... Uh-huh. Her her bra right, were faucets. Was, right, that's when she was going through her bra phase. Right, right, were faucets. Then you know all the times that she went, that she did um, the flowers. Remember her microphone will have yeah, the, flowers. the flowers. And then she performs. I don't even know what song it is because it's from you know those albums that you and I don't know about, but we right, know right. about. She did. I swear, I was watching Katy Perry's video, the Egyptian one. Okay, uh, she did like this whole Egyptian. Choreography, and I'm like, man, this is so freaking awesome. Siempre en Domingo. Why don't they bring back this show? Like, are there any plans? Because everything's a reboot now. I I don't know. I, is I he know. still alive? And, and no, he died. He oh. the, the reason the show ended up is because he got um he got cirrhosis, I think, cirrhosis and he was sick, and yeah, he died a few years after that. But um, that was a great staple of my childhood. Siempre en Domingo. Yes, I mean, man, Daniela Romo <laughs> with her long. Uh, you know that it made me so sad when she got cancer and had to like lose all her hair. Yeah, because I was, I mean, as sad as it is normally, but this is a woman who's known for her long hair. Like, it's yeah. like if Crystal Gale was to get right. chemotherapy. Do you remember Miriam Hernandez? I remember El that name. Hombre but I que yo amo sabe que lo amo. <laughs> Well, you knew the song. I did know the song. <laughs> and then, of course, Locomia. Locomia was on. On Siempre Domingo like four times and each it time was, they sang Locomia. What else were they going to sing? <laughs> and Magneto. Oh, Magneto. Huela, huela. No te hace falta equipaje. Huela, huela, huela. And then, do you remember the tank what commercial? You, damn it, you took it out of my mouth. I was like, what do you always think of when you think of Magneto? Tank commercial. Yeah. So, Astronauts and Magneto. So, if anybody of. from Televisa listens to Pero Let Me Tell You, uh, please bring it back. <laughs> and we're up for hosting. Yeah. We can make it a streaming show. That you way know, it can be Siempre en Domingo, but also whenever you want. It could be, you know, Siempre en Domingo during sweeps. It doesn't have to be, it could every... be a primetime show, like a yeah. telephone. And and do you know what's a really good factoid about them? Is that they had, I don't know, like 3,000 episodes. Right, right. And in each episode, the set was completely different. Really? Yep. They never had the same set. Uh, anyway. <laughs> on that note. On that note. <laughs> we want to thank everybody. Oh, thank you guys for listening. For joining us. For episode 30. Yes. Wow. Wow. Episode 30. And as always, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And please grab your croquet. Especially after this weekend. Yes. You know, croqueta that we had in Croqueta Palooza. <laughs> and we also had... 
Hupinha has posted it on our Instagram. That's an interview we need to get. That is at the very least a visit. Yes. So grab your croqueta, your patelita, and your piña. And thank you very much for listening. And we hope you have a great day. Bye, peoples. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.